okay, everybody? Hope everyone's having a great start to the week. Um, man, this year is almost done. Crazy. It's crazy. You guys already know what I'm going to say. That A, we got to finish strong. And we, and we also got to be looking at goals for next year, guys. Um, one of those targets. Um, I guess what 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 are your five year targets? Where you, what are your ten year targets? And then what can you be doing next year, next quarter, next week, next month, next day? Like what are those those key steps, right? Um, yeah, guys. So, uh, just make sure you're uh you're pushing for those goals. If there's anything I can do to help, just make sure you reach out to me. Um, I'm here for you guys, and uh, we'll continue to be dropping some great, great episodes like the one I have today. Um, thanks for those that have been following. Uh, make sure you leave a review as well. Make sure you leave a review, and um, just want to say thanks again for all the support. Um, yeah, family's good. Uh, kids are good. Can't complain. Uh, Caleb is still alive somewhere. Um, but yeah, guys, thanks again. Um, and let's get into this week's episode. Thanks. Great morning, everybody. On today's episode, we have a native of Wyoming. He now resides in Fargo with his beautiful wife, two kids, and two dogs. After state hopping from Wyoming to Colorado, to Texas, he and Emily, his wife, had a unique opportunity to move back to the Midwest and open the first F45 fitness studio in the Dakotas. With a background in business and sales, Ben supports the couple's entrepreneurial ventures from an operational perspective while also working in enterprise software sales with the ultimate goal of being a stay-at-home dad. Love it. Love it passive investor, and part-time mountain man. Ladies and gentlemen, I have Ben Buckingham. Hey, Coop. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Awesome. Awesome. Ben, thanks for giving giving uh, us the time tonight to chat. Uh, can you just tell our audience a little bit more about uh, who you are, what you do, and why you do what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So um, as you just mentioned, right, my name's Ben. And uh, I live in Fargo at the moment um, with my with my beautiful wife Emily. And uh, I mean, who am I? <laughs> right? I uh, uh, it's amazing as I get older and older, um, it gets more simple but more complicated all at the same time, right? So yeah, uh, I would say I'm a, I'm a dad and a husband. Um, and but really, what I do is uh, here in Fargo, my wife and I um, own and operate F45. Uh, West Fargo, which is a fitness studio, um, and uh, we we moved here probably uh, just a little over a year ago now. Actually, time flies, but just a little over a year ago, uh, as you mentioned in the intro, I'd, I've kind of been all over the place, which I can unpack a little bit. Um, but basically, you know, that's that's who I am. Um, I do that as a sort of a an entrepreneurial uh, venture and thing that my wife and I have always wanted to do and so we are currently chasing our dreams doing that um on the other side to support us in the meantime i also work in sales for an enterprise um uh company we sell software and in 
do some interesting things. Um, the company that I, you know, employs me as a day job is a company called Catalan Technologies, and it's basically uh, a platform where we connect Fortune, you know, Fortune 50 major uh, uh, companies with independent high-level consultants. And so that's what I do during the day when I'm not working on F45. Um, and then, you know, the the what I do with my spare time is is hang out with the kids, hang out with the dogs, and uh, try to get a little bit of uh, hobbies in there, which includes things uh, mostly outside. So I love to hunt and fish and be in the mountains and hike and um, anything outdoors, man. So, you know, why do I do it all really for the family and uh, got a lot going on, but it's crazy, crazy life, crazy journey, but wouldn't have it any other way. Awesome. Awesome. That's, that's awesome. I love it. Um, so let's, let's just talk a little bit about your, your state hopping. Um, <laughs> just, just, I guess just like, Maybe you could touch on like, you know, why you moved and like maybe lessons learned from each state sure. that you were in. Yeah, yeah no, that's a great question. Um, well, I, I, you know, uh, without getting too, <laughs> too in the weeds, if you will. Um, so my wife and I met, uh, we were both uh, a couple years post-college and I grew up in the state of Wyoming in a small town called Sheridan, Wyoming, which is, you know, cowboy town, USA, right? And, and every... Um, Every year, the biggest week of the year is called Rodeo Week, which, uh, as you would imagine, is a big rodeo, street dance, like the whole works. And I mean, so, I'm not judging. Um, I'm not judging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's. I mean, it's a blast, right? And it's yeah. uh, it's one of those things where the whole town basically shuts down, and it's it's a lot of fun. Um, Got it. But uh, you know, anyway, we uh, and so that's that's where I grew up, and so to sort of take you through this journey of state hopping. I uh, I was from there. I had gone to college in eastern South Dakota, and I had moved back to the state of Wyoming uh, to start my career. and And really, it was um, just a, a move to do something, right? I had I had a, thoughts of getting my master's degree after I got my undergrad. I had thoughts of maybe getting a law degree. Like, really, didn't know what I wanted to do. And so, I moved back, took a job selling cell phones for Verizon Wireless, and uh, it was really just a stopgap in something in the, in the interim for me to do while I kind of figured out what I wanted to do long-term. But while I was there, I went to my hometown for rodeo week and met my, my wife, Emily. She had moved from Northern Minnesota to my hometown of Sheridan, Wyoming to be part of um, a, a physical therapy clinic. She's an athletic trainer by trade. And uh, my, one of my best friends from growing up had was working there with her and invited her to go to the rodeo with us and so i met her and we uh, fell in love and danced the night away and and spent the weekend together and so long story short that's where we met right and so after we got married uh we lived in wyoming for a short period of time uh from a career perspective i had um stayed with verizon fell in love with sales fell in love with uh that whole game and so i had stayed with verizon and, and worked my way up into management roles and things and so we were in the state of Wyoming doing that after being newly married. And and I think, you know, there's there's so many lessons, and I'm sure you can attest to this, and I'm sure everyone who's married can attest to attest to this. But like that first uh, that first year, two years, whatever it is, after being newly married, man, you like you learn so much. So like I I equate a ton of lessons to uh, just being newly married and kind of figuring life out at that time in the state of Wyoming, right? And 
And uh, so some of those things that I, I learned is just, you know, truly being selfless and like suddenly when you're married, like someone else is depending on you, you got to be completely vulnerable and transparent. Right. And, and um, there's someone else to think about other than just yourself. And, and so when I think of my time there, it's, it's, you know, I, I think I learned a lot about that and learned and grew a lot in that way, which translated through all areas of life, right. Not just in marriage, but uh, so anyway, long story short from Wyoming, um, my wife and I decided to move down to Colorado, which you know, just a state away. Uh, we did that. I, I took another job with Verizon, kind of another step up. Um, and we moved to Fort Collins, Colorado. And my wife had a cool opportunity to work for a big health clinic there as an athletic trainer. So we moved there. Beautiful. We love the mountains. Uh, a crazy place to be if you like the outdoors and it's just great climate. I mean, you get snow, but it's not crazy cold. Um, and so we, we had a good time, but we weren't there long. Truthfully, it never really felt like home. And uh, I think, you know, if I could point to a lesson in that time, I think it would be probably the fact that uh, sometimes you just have to follow your gut, even though everyone, no one, maybe it doesn't make sense to anyone else, right? And so what I mean by that is, is both Emily and I, when we were in Fort Collins, you know, it's a vibrant uh, town full of breweries and, and the mountains and like everyone in their mid early 20s, you know, would love to live there or so you would think. Uh, but we just never really felt like it was home, right? We just kind of felt like we wanted to do more, go do something different. And so uh, I had an opportunity to go take a job down in Texas. And uh, we, some of the people we talked to were like, why would you go from you know Colorado, beautiful spot down to Texas? Like, it doesn't make much sense. And but we just followed our gut, right? And followed our intuition. And uh, so that's that's what we did after uh, not even a full year in Colorado. We moved down to Texas outside of Dallas and um, spent a couple years there. I worked for a company called um, uh, called Gartner, which is uh, a research advisory firm for, for corporations. And uh, that was you know a lot of first for us down there as well. I mean, we we had our we bought our first house down there. We had our first kid. Uh, we were 2,000 miles from away from any family, so we really learned to be self-sufficient. And, and um, you know, so the, if the lesson moving from Colorado to Texas was learning to follow your gut, uh, I think being in Texas was kind of learning to make your own way, right? And, and there's no one there to rescue you. There's no one there to necessarily help, although we have great family who came and visited us plenty. I mean, we were kind of on our own, and so... Uh, COVID hit, we had our first kid, uh, Coulter, and he, he was born right in the heart of COVID. And, um, it was just, a just an odd time in the world for everyone. Right. And, and especially for us having, uh, just bought a house, having a, having a child and, and then kind of everything shut down. Like we were fortunate. I, I did not lose my job. I was able to retain my job, um, through, through the pandemic. It went, um, completely remote, right. Which was incredible really, because I was able to be at home a lot with, our newborn. And so that was, that was really exciting. Um, and we were, we were thrilled to be in Texas. We loved it. Uh, it was, you know, home while we were there for sure. We lived outside of Dallas in a, in a little town called trophy club. And, um, but we, you know, we started, started getting the itch again to, um, do something more with life, I guess, if you will. Right. And, and we, uh, we wanted to be closer to family. I mean, it was, it started to really kind of wear on us always having to travel 2000 miles to, for holidays. Right. And, and not being able to um, have our kiddos see grandma and grandpa uh, whenever they wanted. And 
and that kind of thing. And so we started to kind of kick around the idea of uh, how do we get closer to family? So my wife, Emily's family is all from Northern Minnesota. Uh, my wife or my family is all from Wyoming. And so all, all in the Northern part of the, the nation. And so being in Dallas, long ways away, uh, one night we were, it was actually just after our um, third wedding anniversary, we were just kind of sitting around um, talking about, you know, dreams and visions and what we, what we want out of life. And, and started kicking around the idea of like, hey, let's get closer to family. But then the natural question was, well, you know, like, what do we do, right? What do we, what do, we do up there? Um, the, you know, being in Dallas, there's all kinds of opportunity for me and my career path that I chose as being in, in enterprise sales and things. And uh, there's tons of opportunity for Emily. She was working at the headquarters of the National Athletic Trainers Association, uh, which is really cool, was a dream of hers. She was their athletic trainer at residence. And so, again, it was sort of one of those things of like, from the outside looking in, I think a lot of people would have thought us, called us crazy to consider moving from there, given kind of our comfortable, cushy life that we were living, right? Uh, but we got that itch. And so uh, we decided that we were going to figure out a way to get back up here to North Dakota, Minnesota, somewhere in this vicinity. Meanwhile, we had been going to uh, an F-45 in south lake texas and really love the workout and things and so we started thinking you know just brainstorming we're like you know it'd be really cool open up an f-45 and like you know it'd be a good place to be fargo like just one of those things where just kind of spontaneous and we begin to look and realize that there was not an f-45 in fargo uh and so we actually called my parents who have been kind of looking for an investment opportunity asked them if they'd consider partnering with us in opening an F-45 here at Fargo. And uh, so long story short, we made that leap, uh, which is a huge lesson, right? Uh, just learning learning to take the leap of faith and, and do the crazy thing. And so we moved up here to open that about, it, like I said, about a year and a half ago. Um, and that's what we've been doing since. So it's been a wild ride. Uh, certainly state hopped, you know, but it's, it's all kind of played into – just how life has worked for us and, and been exciting so far, man, that, that, that's awesome, man. I don't even know where to start. Um, <laughs> you know, just a couple of things. Um, there's lessons in every season in life. Right. Right. And I, and I, and I, and I love how, like, you know, every place kind of, kind of taught you something about, yourself, your family, um, you know, your wife. Uh, so it's, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool to hear that. Um, yeah, I love the, it, it, how, how, how should I word this? So like F45, right? Like started from yeah. an idea of wanting to be closer back with family or back up North. Um, I guess my question, I guess my question is, um, between you, between you and your wife, who is more mm-hmm. of the driver, like energy person, and then who's more so <laughs> like the the structure, systems, process person? Yeah, that's a so that's a great question and an interesting one. I think I, I'm not sure that I've ever been asked that before. And uh, to be honest with you, so. So I I don't know you know if you're if you're like into the personality profiles or anything like that right but if you think the about disc? like yeah disc or enneagram right like I, yep. I'm typically 
the one who's the visionary, the dreamer, who's like, hey, you know, it'd be awesome if we owned <laughs> a 20, you know, 20 room mansion and like, you know, and just these big grandiose ideas. Uh, and then the problem with that is, is I'm really good with coming up with that kind of stuff. Uh, not so great at the execution and, and driving that to that actual goal. Right. Yeah. Uh, on the flip side, it's, you know, I can, I can give Emily some anxiety because I come to her with these big ideas and, yeah. things and, <laughs> and in her mind, she's like, you know, she automatically goes to like, okay, well, if you're going to dream this, then we got to make it happen. So like, let's do it. Right. And how do I get it done? And so to answer your question, I think, I think that's where we compliment, can compliment each other pretty well, excuse me, is, is uh, Emily really keeps me grounded and like, okay, great idea, but you realize we've got to execute on this and drive to that goal. And we can't just dream about it and expect it's going to happen. And on the flip side, I'm able to push her a little bit to think out, you know, think just a little bit bigger and say, Hey, you know, what if, like, it's okay to dream in what if. And so uh, I don't, I, I hope that answers your question. Right. But like, she is definitely the driver. She's definitely the the person who uh, is going to make it happen, if you will. And, and she's challenged me to can become better, which is great. Uh, but she is, she is certainly the driver uh, among, among our family. Awesome. Awesome. And um, it's the, the whole personality thing is, is, is a question I, I keep in my back pocket and it's yeah. uh, I'm always like curious to hear like couples or part like partners, like, like the in, in the relationship, like who does what or who's, who's good at what, you know, cause I, I do, mm-hmm. I have a personality coach that does the disc. And so like every, every, I have a call with him once a month and we, talk about where I'm at in life, family, business, like yeah. how am I, you know, so, so it's, it's always interesting to hear other people's perspective. And I, and I love how you and her have like already, um, you know, got that figured out, right? Like who, who's the big picture visionary? Who's going to be the one to, <laughs> well, we're trying, to execute. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like, I, I think, I think that's cool. And like, you know, I'll be honest, like I, you know, a lot of people kind of miss that, right? Like, no, I'm supposed to be this person over here and you're supposed to be that that person that executes mm-hmm. or like or that has the vision and I'm the one that executes. So like it's it's pretty cool. It's always cool to, to hear hear another another perspective. Yeah, um, I appreciate that. And and truthfully, you know, it's it's one of those things where like it's it challenges me to give up a little bit of a little bit of control at times, yep. right? Because like I feel like, hey, I, I got these these ideas and I, I want to make them happen. But at times it's it's a little bit humbling, a little bit challenging to say, you know, like, hey, Emily could probably do this better than me, right? Or hey, an employee could do this better than me. Or um, and it's not necessarily delegation, but it's like being okay with where you're strong, um, and also being okay where you're you're not as strong. I don't think we should ever make excuses for our weaknesses, but um, or just allow them to be weaknesses, right? But it's also important to kind of know what you're good at and what you're not. Exactly. 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 No, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, okay. So, so F45, you, uh, Mm -hmm. partnered with the, with the family. Um, your, it was your parents you said, okay, got it. Yep. Yep. So partnered up with them. Um, so my first question is what was it like, I guess, going, going to your parents and asking them to come on as, as partners? That's my first question. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, it was actually, it was a good conversation. So my, I have a great relationship with my parents. Um, we are fortunate, you know, both my, both my parents and my in-laws are, are great people, uh, very supportive. Uh, we have a great relationship. And so it was, it was uh, very, I mean, it was a very interesting conversation because <laughs> it was just out of the blue. One day we called them and we're like, we're like, Hey, uh, I think we're going to move to Fargo. Also, I think we're going to try to open an F45. Uh, are you interested right (laughs) yeah yeah and so um yeah they they you know my emily had drugged my my dad to a class when he was down visiting us and so he had just come off of that i thought it was a great workout you know pretty excited about it uh and so a little little give you a little bit of backstory um my dad was a was a division one college swimmer right has kept himself in great shape um, he built an architectural engineering firm uh, over the last uh, 20 some years, right? And so uh, it was cool to see that example growing up. Um, but I, you know, as I became an adult and, and seen him mature in his career and kind of come towards the end of, of it, um, there were often conversations with him about, uh, you know, looking for an investment, looking for something to do post, uh, post you know, the, the engineering and architectural firm. And so it, although it was a kind of an out of blue, out of the blue question to them to see if they would want to come on board with us. Um, it made a lot of sense, right. For them. And I think they thought about it, you know, long and hard prayed about it and stuff, but, uh, for them, it, it made a lot of sense. And, and I think we're all, you know, we're, we're all looking forward to, um, kind of seeing that, that goal and that dream come to fruition and, and, uh, we're, we're on our way, right. Not quite where we want to be yet, but we're on our way. And so, um, yeah, it was, it was definitely an interesting conversation at first. Awesome. 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 Okay. So, so they said, sure. We'll, we'll come on. Like maybe, maybe take us, like, take us through the, the process, right? Like the, like high, like high level, like high points of, of, from when they came on to now open. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> as I'm sure any any uh, business person can tell you, anyone who's done a franchise, I mean, including yourself, probably can tell you it's it was not nearly as linear of a journey as we had thought it would be, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I always talk to my wife like the next one we do will be <laughs> will be done at twice as fast and probably at seventy five percent of the cost that we got this one done at, right? But yep. I mean, that's all part of the journey, all part of learning. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, we we all made the decision to go in on this, right? And so then um, we reached out to the franchise and kind of got the process started and. They basically sent us a, a load of documents to do uh, for due diligence, right, around the franchise agreement and the territory and everything like that. Fortunately enough for us, um, we're, you know, the only F45 in the Dakotas, in Fargo, in North Dakota. And so that wasn't too big of a process. Uh, but we, we reviewed the documents, right, signed the documents, paid the franchise fee, and then from there, uh, the real work began. So then we had to secure a location. We had to order our equipment. We had to um, figure out, you know, potential opening date, how long construction was going to take, figure out how, uh, how you know, get a contractor on board. Meanwhile, we had literally just moved to town. 
And my, so my dad being an architect was able to do some of that heavy lifting of, of the design elements and things like that. But in Sheridan, Wyoming, which is eight hours away. Uh, and then not to mention, we found out we were expecting our second child. So Emily was pregnant during the whole time. Uh, and so I'm not envious of her. It was miserable few months for her uh, trying to do all that. Um, but uh, certainly not. A, I wish I could say it was like a, a step A, B, C, D, E process, but it was not. It was it was kind of a zigzag all over the place. Try to get a bunch of it done at once. Uh, and then you'd go through little lulls of a couple of weeks where it felt like, hey, I, I really need to be doing I should be doing something. I, there's not much to be done. I, I need to do something. But um, it all worked out in the end. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, you 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 definitely learned a lot from the first one. Um, yeah, I feel like, and 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 some of the lessons can't be learned, or some of the lessons can't be learned until you go through that first one. I feel like. Yeah. Yep. Um. Okay. So, man, talk. Let's talk about um, fear, right? Okay. Um. I guess what was, because I feel like a pro, like the process is like, you don't know, like it's doing something for the first time. I feel like fear is rampant. It's like everywhere. I guess how did you um, deal with it during the process? Yeah. Well, I, I listen. I, I've heard some of your guests say this, and so I'm, this is not a novel, <laughs> novel concept, right? But I don't think the fear ever ever goes away, right? Like. Yeah. I think you just learn to manage it, and 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 I think fear is healthy to a certain extent, right? It's it will cause it's what causes us to uh, take pause and think things through occasionally, and um, so so a certain level of that is healthy. But you know, for me, so faith is a huge part of my life. Faith is um, really important to me. So a lot of a lot of time spent with. Uh, God and just praying about it, right, and, and kind of trying to discern really what the the route to take is at the beginning, and then comes a lot of trust, and so trust in the face of that fear, trust in um, you know God to get us through, and then trust in uh, just <laughs> like hey, you know, worst case scenario, like this fails, but we're gonna survive, and I think if you kind of put things in that light uh, for yourself and and sort of try to think pro- programmatically about stuff of like, hey, if this if this blows up and it's just an absolute nuclear bomb and this this none of this works, I'm gonna be okay, right? There's very few things in life um, that if you absolutely nuke it are gonna be super detrimental in the long run. Um, and typically, right, you learn more from your failures than you do your successes, and so. Uh, as I just kept kind of reminding myself of that, I think that really helps to put the fear in its proper place um, and turn fear into maybe caution and, and discernment as opposed to paralyzation, if that makes sense. You know, that is such a powerful uh, thing that you just said. Um, a lot of people, like a lot of our guests, kind of on the same line, right? But I don't think anyone... Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone has said it like you have, like if, you know, we have people say, well, you just talk to, talk to the fear. And if you're okay with like mm-hmm. worst case scenario, then you should go ahead with it. 
I don't think anyone has ever said like, well, if we fail or if this doesn't work out, we will be okay. Right? right. Like, like it's a few things in life that if you go south on will be like detrimental or that will like end your right. life, so to speak. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, right. right. No, so I, I I love that. I love that. That was that was definitely a first. I I I love that. Um, what um okay, so you uh you guys are up running. Like how, like how has it been? You know what? Like I don't know if you want to share. Like what's been great? What's been not so great? You know, like what yeah. are you willing to share? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> how long you got? No, I uh, so. <laughs> You know, I think I think what's been what's been great is just seeing if you zoom out a little bit, just seeing things go from the seed of an idea to reality, right? Mm. I think that is there's just something that can't be over overstated about that. When you when you have an idea and all of a sudden for us, right, it was this idea of like let's move to Fargo, let's get closer to family and then you know, let's open this business and and I, I don't think I mentioned it right. Part of part of why we wanted to do it not only was it a, an avenue for us to move here, um, but you know my my dream my whole life is has been to be an entrepreneur and and uh, you know the intro um, that I gave you about being a stay at home dad and passive investor like that that is the goal for me right and I to to get to a place where I've invested my time and effort in businesses and in real estate and, and certain things um, that allow me to, to be with my family and to truly have freedom of time. Right. But to get there, um, you know, it's always been a dream of mine to, to own and operate a business and learn that side of things. Uh, and I think a lot of that comes from watching my dad do that growing up and, and Emily has, you know, joined me in that vision. And so uh, seeing that whole bubble full of dreams and visions and ideas kind of take place and then take shape. And all of a sudden, you know, our, our gym was a dirt floor, empty building uh, to the walls going up and the concrete being poured and the bathrooms going in. Right. And, and then our equipment being delivered in a semi and um, the sign going up and, and then the first day of welcoming members in and, uh, and seeing the trainers that we hired, um, you know, do their thing and like, and learn what F45 is like, just that whole journey um, has been incredible, right? Uh, but I think if you take it a step, you know, go zoom in a little bit more, the coolest thing I think is just seeing the impact that we have on people's lives um, from a physical perspective. Uh, we got we've got stories all, all over the place um, of people who you know, every day, like, and, and I'm not, I'm not engaged with the members quite as much as Emily is, but she comes home all the time with stories of like, like, Hey, so-and-so was able to do a full push up today. And, you know, when they first started, they couldn't all the way to, you know, we do have some very high level athletes who um, tell us like, you know, I, I was able to lose 1% body fat, which like for them is fantastic. Right. Or like uh, people working through injuries or, or just really cool stories like that. And then we've also got a community that we've created. Um, people love, love being there and stuff like that. So that, that has all gone really well, been really cool to see. Um, we've, we've got great employees who've been with us since we opened um, who just take the time to, uh, pour into our members to engage. And, and so we're very blessed, very fortunate on all those fronts. Right. Um, 
as I'm sure you can attest to, a lot of a lot of listeners can probably attest to. There's been some there've been some challenges, uh, unforeseen challenges with the whole a lot of the operational processes and stuff, right? Of of like um, you know, we we were a little bit delayed in opening. We had dreams of opening the first of last year. Uh, we didn't actually get open till April, and so we were several months delayed on that front. Uh, there was just construction delays, supply chain delays that caused that to happen. Um, you know, there's there's been a lot of learning curves around um, like the the business side, the the sales and marketing side of a of a fitness franchise, right? And uh, obviously, as a as a business, we're driving to be as profitable as possible, and and that didn't come nearly as quickly as we wanted it to in full transparency. Right. And, and we're getting there and things are going well. Uh, but I think, you know, as especially in my mind as, as the dreamer, as the visionary, right. Like the day we opened the doors, we were going to, you know, be doing $2 million in revenue, which is not realistic. Uh, and so, um, you know, just, just sort of um, navigating some of those kind of, those kind of challenges um, has been a, you know, been a journey, been a learning experience. And we, and, and listen, we still navigate those every single day as every business owner does. I think, you know, I, I listen to a lot of entrepreneurs, read out a lot of entrepreneurs that say that, you know, the journey of entrepreneurship is, is really high one day, really low the next day. You know, you, one day you think you're going to fail the next day you're like on top of the world. And, and that is certainly true uh, for us and, and for myself. And so, um, you know, what's gone well is, is just, the massive impact that we've had seeing that dream come to fruition uh you know what's been a challenge is uh you know just navigating the uh the curveballs that are thrown at you and, and um so far we're getting there but uh it's 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 definitely a, uh, an exciting but challenging journey for sure for sure man i i i agree with you 120 percent on everything you said man um yeah th- and thanks for being open man that's i appreciate that i appreciate that um what uh so earlier in this conversation you said that when you guys open like the next location so like I'm, so i'm curious <laughs> did you guys sign a like multi-location yeah. or okay so you guys did sign a multi no, so well, sorry, sorry. No, we we didn't. Um, so okay, we signed okay. for the Fargo territory only. Yep. Okay, got yep. it, got it, got it. Um, so what? You're good. Sorry, didn't go ahead. interrupt. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. I was gonna, I was gonna ask. So, like, what is you know what? What's your vision for for F forty five? Like, right, like Ben and Emily. Yeah. Like, what? Like, how many? Mm-hmm. What are you guys thinking? What are you guys thinking? <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> short answer is um get this one fully self-sufficient running smoothly you know exactly uh (laughs) uh, just a a beacon in the west fargo community uh, and and things like that you know longer term yeah we would we would love to expand we'd love to potentially open another one in fargo Uh, we've explored or thought about i I should say more so thought about uh sioux falls and in some of the other communities in the region right um and we'll we'll just take it one day by day, right? But that that is the goal for us is to uh, one make sure that Fargo is is everything that it can be. We, you know, this is this is our baby. Uh, we certainly would never want to uh, look too down, far down the road. Um, but yeah, from there, see where see where it takes us, and um, you know, potentially expand into you know maybe another location in Fargo, um, Sioux Falls, Rapid City, Bismarck. 
Grand Forks, um, any of those kind of communities. Awesome. Awesome. Are you, uh, are you a big, like, write your goals down yeah. type guy or I guess what, how do you, yeah. do you, um, go ahead. No, you're good. You're good. I didn't know where I was going with that comment. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you know, it's, uh, it, it's a, it's an interesting question. The only reason I'd say that is because I, I feel like I've been both in my life, right? I've, I've been very focused on, you know, setting specific measurable, the whole smart goal, um, theorem and, and writing those down and and then there's been times in my life where it's like hey like my goal is just make sure that i don't drop all the submitting plates that i've got there right and uh, yeah. don't even have time to really think about it um you know so so i've been both i i definitely you know if i were to, if i were to say you know am i a big goal person writing them down absolutely i think there's, there's a lot of power in that i think um uh, you know, people, you got to do what works for you. But um, from for me, uh, yeah, absolutely, write your goals down, figure them out, um, and go after them. And 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 Emily's helped me with this, right? She uh, she's helped me remember that I have to <laughs> have to do small, uh, measurable chunks in order to accomplish those. And I think that's probably for me where the most power is in writing them down. Is is you see the steps to reaching that ultimate goal, uh, which, you know, when your mind can visualize that and see that, it certainly makes you, makes you more likely to stick to the path, more, more likely to endure a little pain along the way. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. Has there like, um, I, how should I say this? So starting a franchise mm-hmm. versus, um, not doing the franchise route, right? Like going just on your own, figuring everything else out. Like, I, I guess, what are the pros um, of starting a franchise versus doing it the more on your own route? Yeah. Yeah, I think for us, and, and listen, I don't, I don't have experience in other franchises, um, other industries around franchises right so uh i can only speak from my experience with what we've done but uh the pros i mean are our brand recognition immediate brand recognition right you've got uh for us f45 is is a um, tremendous workout and what's really cool about it is it's programmed by a team of sports scientists at the headquarters in Austin, Texas, led by a guy named Gunnar Peterson, who is um, his title is chief of athletics. He's a celebrity trainer extraordinaire, right? Like he's trained Tom Brady, the Kardashians, like you, you, you name it, he's, he's trained. And, and so um, for, for celebrities who want to be trained by him, it's usually like, you know, 30, 40 grand for a six week program. Well, he's in charge of the programming at 45. And so he, um, him and his team put together workouts that you'll never do the exact same workout. You'll never, um, you'll never really truly should never plateau, right? Because whether you are just starting in a gym or an elite level athlete, like the workouts are, are designed to challenge you and, um, keep you growing. And so, uh, and then the last point I'll make on that is that that's all pushed through a, a tremendous technological, um, platform right so there's at f45 there's there's tvs across the front 
Um, there's heart rate monitor TVs in the back and those workouts are pushed to the franchise across the globe every single day. So like the workout that you do in West Fargo is the same workout you're going to do in Boston and London and Pakistan. Right. Uh, which is, which is really cool, really exciting. And so from a, from a pro perspective around franchising for us, especially like that's not duplicatable, right. Um, without tremendous, uh, tremendous capital investment up front to try to make that happen on our own would be uh, astronomical. And so that's the, that's, that's the advantage for us. Along with that comes the app um, that uh, the F45 app, right. Which has the bank of at home workouts, like all that kind of stuff we wouldn't be able to do without the franchise. Uh, And so from a branding perspective, from that perspective, like, yeah, irreplaceable. I do think, you know, the, (laughs) the obvious thing with franchising is that you give up, part of your revenues right and and you have to abide by some rules and we've 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 faced this and and i don't i don't have anything negative to say about f45 but we've we've certainly have run into issues where um you know they're very stringent about things being done a certain way that we don't necessarily agree with but that's just the way it is right and 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 they do that to adhere or keep everyone um adhered to brand guidelines and things and so it makes sense uh, you know, but the downside, obviously, you don't you give up some revenue, and you you don't have nearly the autonomy that you would as if you were you know starting a business from scratch that was entirely yours. Yeah, that's that's um sound familiar? It, it, <laughs> oh, sounds, it's very familiar. Um, because I'm, I'm the guy I'm the guy that's gonna see something another location's doing, and oh, well, we right. should be able to do that. Like, just go 100 miles an hour, and then it's like Cooper, uh, yeah. what are you doing? You're you're not a test kitchen. You can't you can't just do that. I was like, oh, I can't. So no, I, I the control the control thing. I I totally get. I totally yep. get. I totally get. Um, and then the revenue part too. Like I totally I totally get that. Get that too. Um, but I mean, it's it's yeah, it's 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 good. You know, some bad, but I mean, mm-hmm. it's all part of business. Um, right. At the end of the day, yeah, for so. Sure. Um. Did you, you, you said your, um, your family, I think your dad, he had a business growing up. Yeah, correct. Yep. Yeah. So he, uh, he's an architect, uh, architect engineer. And, um, I, you know, I have memories of, I I think I probably had to have been nine, 10, uh, yeah, probably nine, 10 years old. Uh, he worked for a firm in my hometown and I remember my, you know, him coming home one day and my mom had created an office down in our basement for him and uh, you know, took him down there and, and you know, said, you can do this. And, and of course I was too young to really understand the conversations or thought process that they had had going into that. Um, but I, I remember that moment, right? I remember seeing my dad as a one man uh, show down in our basement, uh, unfinished basement uh, building his business, right. And doing his own, his own thing. And then, moving to a small office downtown in a, in a shared building with, you know, it was just him and, and an office manager, him and a secretary, and then uh, a couple employees later, right. And, and then more employees and suddenly taking on bigger jobs. Right. And, and so I remember seeing that growing up, um, which was really cool, really inspiring. Um, I, you know, I'm blessed to say that my dad is probably one of the hardest working people I've ever met. Right. 
Uh, and so he set a great example for me growing up, but it, it was cool to see. So yeah, to answer your question, um, yeah, he, he started a business from scratch and built it, uh, still owns it and runs it. He's uh, getting close to being done um, here in the next year or so. Um, but yeah, that's what he did growing up. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. I mean, um, you can't, you can't really talk to the the power of, of parents, you know, set setting the example, um, yeah. you know, just like you guys are setting an example for your kids. Right. And, uh, mm-hmm. so yeah, I always, always find it fascinating just to hear about like, okay, like where, you know, where did you get your entrepreneurial spirit or ideas? Like, right. did you have someone you saw and like, it was your, it was your dad for, for you. Um, right. yeah, that's cool, man. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Um, what advice would mm-hmm. you give your 18 year old self? Ooh. <laughs> oh man. Um, well, you know, I, I often go to, if I were to think about this question, run, like I, I often go to immediately, I look back and I'm like, Oh, you know, I like, had you started on some things so much earlier in your life, you'd be so much farther ahead, right? And I, specifically, I'm talking about, you know, financially and uh, from a career perspective and things. And so if I if I were to sit across from my 18-year-old self and, and talking to me, right, I think I, I would, I would uh, t- tell 18-year-old me like, hey, man, you're going to college. That's great. Uh, but like, figure out, figure out a way to buy a house, right? Figure out a way to um, buy a house and rent out the rooms or figure out a way mm. to learn learn to trade the stock market, right? Like learn how to trade uh, trade stocks, learn how to trade stock options or um, just like develop that muscle of a side hustle, a side income at 18 years old, right? Like I just, um, and, and, and listen, 18, 19, 20 years old, like there's a lot, like you got to have some fun. You got to live life. Like I, I don't think uh, you could ever convince yourself or, or anyone at that age to, to not live it up a little bit. Right. But yeah. um, man, that's, that's what I would tell myself. It's like just a few of these small things. If you, if you get a head start of, you know, four, five, six years on um, everyone else or, or where you started on, uh, you'd be so far ahead. Right. And, and so that I think that I think that's the number one thing I would I would tell myself at eighteen. That's that that's so awesome. Like, and it could it could be like even just picking up a book, right? Like, oh yeah, just just go just go read a book and 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 mm-hmm. just get the knowledge, right? Like on yeah. why you should house hack, right? Or right, or yeah. do the stock market or something like that. So like, no man, I love that. I love that. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I completely agree. Yeah. So Ben, this, this was great, man. Um, yeah, I know we, we, uh, we met a couple months ago at an event and you, you and your wife are awesome. Um, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure we'll have more, uh, conversations, um, down the road here. If, um, our audience wants to like, get to know you or, or your wife or just some more information about, about F45 Fargo, um, where can they go? Yeah. The best place is, um, is our Instagram, right? So, uh, Emily does a really good job running our Instagram account, our Facebook account. And that's just F45 West Fargo. If you search that on Instagram or Facebook, you'll, you'll find that. Um, she's, she's <laughs> currently on a mission to, so, 
Uh, side note, Mark Wahlberg is a big investor in F45. Uh, oh, yeah. So okay. he ran, he randomly pops up at studios. And so she's, she's creating this, uh, sort of pseudo, uh, Instagram campaign, uh, where all I want for Christmas is, is Mark Wahlberg to come visit. And it's kind of fun. Right. Um, but anyway, I, I digress, but like, uh, check us out there on Instagram, uh, for the studio perspective and, uh, Emily's really active there. You see our, our personal Instagram's tag there as well. Um, I use LinkedIn a lot, right? Uh, not super exciting, but uh, I'm on LinkedIn as well um, quite often. Awesome. 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 All right. All right, Ben. Well, bro, I appreciate the time, man. I know you're super busy, but this was fun. Yeah, no, likewise. Um, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure we'll, uh, again, we'll have, I, I, I sense we'll have more conversations down the road. So, uh, thanks again and have a great night, man. Yeah, thanks. Uh, uh, hope to see you soon, Coop, and come take a workout sometime. Oh, I will. I will. All right, deal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah thanks for your time. Really appreciate it. Enjoyed the conversation. Yep. Another great episode. Episode 136. Uh, that was great. Uh, it's always great bringing on people that are like in the thick of it. And, uh, and that are willing to share, right? Um, love those guys' story. Um, love Ben's story. Um, I say guys because I, I know his wife as well, Emily. Uh, both awesome individuals. Um, so that was great, guys. Um, you know, a couple key takeaways for me is um, no matter where you are in life, there's always a lesson that you can uh, take away from it or that you can be learning. Um, so never stop listening, never stop learning, never stop growing. Um, that's what I got from from Ben, and uh, and I really think that 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 like because the next takeaway um, I got is basically around the same aspect of of learning, right? Like we start, I shouldn't say we like individuals like Ben and I, right? Um, I resonate with him because you know very optimistic, like yeah, we're gonna be crushing it and and then and then reality sets in right and then you're like okay this is gonna be a grind right so like um again always learning and always willing to adjust your mindset and again learn from those lessons and just know that like okay next location comes up or or the next move comes up i know where um I know how to make this better, more efficient, right? So just always adjusting your mindset and your thought process on things because you're learning um, were the uh, couple key takeaways I got from this episode, guys. So um, again, make sure you follow them on LinkedIn or follow Ben on LinkedIn. Um, follow their face or their Instagram page, which I'll put in the show notes. Um, yeah, but, but uh, make sure you guys also rate, subscribe, leave a review. Uh, for this podcast and I will see you guys next week. Bye.